A random encounter at a broadcasting facility. A shared interest and love of all things Marvel. Excelsior! A misinterpreted program title. And behold, a podcast is born. Peter Melnick. Podcaster and comic book enthusiast. And Eddie Wilson! Upstate New York radio announcer still with an inordinate amount of catching up to do. Peter, what are you doing? Here we go with a new episode of The Marvelists. Welcome, everyone, to The Marvelists, the Marvel Universe podcast. I'm Peter Melnick. And I'm Eddie Wilson. And before we get into the usual rigmarole of today's episode and introducing our special guest co-host for this program, we want to tell you all at home how you can get a hold of us on them, our social medias. Did he even know he'd be a co-host and not just a guest? I mean, he's a co-host. He's talking topics with us. Okay. that's what a host does. But... He's topical, yes. Yes, he, and he's a cream. He's very creamy. Ve- <laughs> okay. Well, you know, if, you know, he's he might be very pale. We don't know. Ooh. We've all been in quarantine. You know, not really much sun. Yes, I agree, Eddie. That was pretty awful, wasn't it? Soundgarden, black hole sun. Oh. There. Now go. You can <sighs> catch us on... Eddie, Eddie, Eddie. You can find us anyway, on... Anyway, you can find us on a wide variety of social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and those are... At The Marvelous. You can also find us individually on social media. I did not say that in our Fabian Nicieza episode, which will be coming soon, but... Myself, I'm on Twitter and Instagram, at Peter Melnick. You can also find me on TikTok. I don't know why, but at Peter Melnick, but better. You can also find Eddie on... Instagram, at Eddie9193, and my Facebook page as well. But how can people find your Facebook page, Eddie? Eddie Wilson. Just go. Okay, but how can people tell it's you? Continue. Well, no, no. I want I want you to elaborate on how Take people can find chance, you. Take a chance. See what happens. So you just send a random friend request to a random Eddie Wilson. I get those almost every other day. Mm-hmm. Well, happens to the best of us, doesn't it? Yeah. I try. But you can also find us on a wide variety of streaming platforms. TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Podbean, SoundCloud, Spotify, you name it. Yamo be there. Yamo be there. That joke never gets old, does it? Nope. Nope, not at it's all. It's very old. Well, yeah, because the song probably came out like X number of years ago. But you can find us also on iTunes. Rate, review, subscribe, and share... Broken Ice Cream Machines, McDonald's, Eddie Wilson's insatiable urge to throw a microphone at me. If you are ever so inclined. If you are ever so inclined, you can support the show on Patreon.com slash... The Marvelists. And for as little as $3 a month to as much as... You can be able to... You're going to have to start bringing in your own microphone if you're going to keep doing that. I did it away from the microphone, Eddie. Not far enough. (laughs) Oh, true, true. But... For $3 a month, you get early access to episodes, our undying love and gratitude and affection. And also, when you go to a convention, maybe even as early as Terrificon in Uncasville, Connecticut, at the Mohegan Sun Casino and Amusement Park and everything else in July between. July 30th, July 31st, and August 1st. When you go there, Eddie Wilson might, you know, pull you in for a hug, and he's like, hey, sport, haven't seen you in a while. Want to go play catch? And then he gives you a kiss on the cheek. If you hold up a yard sign or whatever that says, I heart Eddie Wilson, uh, well, let's just say you've been warned. <laughs> exactly. That. <laughs> For $5 and up, you get early access to episodes, Eddie's, you know, wet kisses and all that good stuff. <laughs> Butterfly even. Go ahead. Ooh, that's, that's so sweet. But you get early access and you get access to The Fantastic Voyage, where we cover all 102 plus annuals, plus crossovers, plus whatever our little hearts desire. Plus, plus. Exactly. Plus squared, even. Exactly. But you get all of that, and yeah, it's our exploration of Stan and Jack's iconic Fantastic Four run. 
So give it a listen. Actually, for the uh, July episode, a little bit of a heads up, true believers. We are speaking with Al Ewing about number 12, Fantastic Four number 12, featuring the ever angry green hued Hulk. Incredible. Immortal. Even. Rampaging. Yeah. <laughs> Rampaging through all of the different adjectives. Those are adjectives, right? Yes. Fantastic. There's another one. <laughs> anyway, Voyage even. And again, you know, if you have made it this far, God willing, you are dad joke immune. And you can help support the show by buying our dad joke immune t-shirt available only at belowthecollar.com slash the marvelists. So there, Eddie, how are Peter, you? We're here and we are delighted to welcome back to the program the fill-in substitute Teacher? that you didn't know was the backup Indiana Jones, I think. At least it looks like we in the picture. Mitch Halleck from Terrificon. Welcome back, Mitch. Oh, hi, guys. I was just listening to that never-ending introduction. How are you? Is it 2022 already? Jeez, Louise, it feels like just yesterday it was 2021. <laughs> ah, so a lot has happened in the last time we've seen you. Conventions used to be a thing, and then they disappeared, yeah. and now they're coming back in POG yeah. form even. In what form? POG. POG form. Yeah, POG form. POG, those milk cap things? Yes, yes, the blip is over. I feel like I just was snapped back into existence when Terrificon returned from Mohegan's Sun, three days in the Comic-Con fun. All that stuff is happening, kids. We're back. I'm back. Everybody's back. We're all fine here now. How so are you? Just one. <laughs> See, I, I was trying to make that reference the other day at work. <laughs> So thank you for thank you well, for filling it out. The, let's get a short, uh, somewhat short. I know God that intro. Uh, we got to work on that. He's got to work on. Nah, that. we're good. What's the same? What's different about this year's Terrificon? Well, uh, every single person that attends the show will be laminated, and then we will then take that lamination and boil it in Purell. Now, uh, what's different about it? Geez, Louise. Let's see. There was a pandemic. Uh, the whole world stopped working and going anywhere for a good 18 months or so, it seems. But, well, you know, I'm trying to reignite the flame. I'm trying to make everybody go back to the way things used to be and uh, talk to artists and writers of their favorite comic book characters and say, hey, what's going on? What's up? Let's go buy some books. Let's go see Jesus. Let's get slabbed, man. Hey, man. Want to get slabbed? You know, that type of stuff. That's comic speak. No. Yeah, that's good. See, I'm never going to. That's comic. That's euphemism for you know, you know, dope. Well, so now I know. Uh, I I don't know if all the guests are in place or there's always last minute things going on. Yeah. In terms of spacing, we're talking about the same physical space in the Mohegan Sun in Uncasville, Connecticut. But you know, in terms of, and it's been pretty spacious, I think, from having gone yeah. at least a couple of times, uh, especially yeah. in the outer hallways and then getting into the main area. Yep. You know, some areas can be kind of tricky, tight, whatever you want to call it. So I'm, I'm guessing you may have had to alter the layout for the vendors per se, and and or others that would be in attendance. Andor, yes, I'm looking for Cassian Endor. He's coming to the show. <laughs> yes, all the way from Rogue One. It's a hell of a planet. Exactly Wait, I thought he right. died with the uh, rebel, rebel plans. Yeah, he. Who's going to ever have a Cassian Endor joke but me? But listen to me, young man. I have always thought about space not the final frontier but the show space because i unlike other con promoters i don't know what they do with their free time i don't know what these people have done but i am the father of two 
they used to be small boys, and now they've grown due to super soldier serum to unbelievable heights and appetites. But when I would bring my young boy, Spencer, the oldest, to New York Comic Con when he was a mere lad of about eight or nine, uh, I do remember the unfortunate incidents because he was about butt level, you know, at that time. And there was a lot of butts there. There was like, you know, 200,000 butts squeezed into the Javits Center. And I just said, you know, this cannot be enjoyable, you know, because it, we're literally shoulder to shoulder, cheek to cheek. And it wasn't a romantic environment. It was kind of sweaty and nasty. And I said, my God, I'm mentally scarring this kid right now because he's never going to want to go to any crowded situation. So if I was the programmer and producer of the comic book convention, I would make sure this never happened again. It was like Bruce Wayne making that solemn swear. I will never make some small comic book fan have to endure the sweaty buttocks of a Deadpool cosplayer if I have my way. That is so good. yes, because of that, Eddie, I did make sure that the, the aisles were larger than they needed to be, more than up to fire code, in fact, even double fire code regulations, just so people could have a good time. And I would even hear that from the vendors and the artists, and they go, wow, this is really cool. There's actual natural light coming in. There's like, I could see there's space there. There's like, I could move. I could breathe. I have elbow room. I'm not feeling claustrophobic at any point. I can see. Yes, that's done intentionally, even before social distance became a thing. I have to apologize, though, Mitch. When you started going off by saying, if I, and I went to the Wizard of Oz, the Cowardly Lion, going, if I were king of the forest. Oh, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie. Wow. I know. I we think, do tangents, but I, we love this I stuff. I think Eddie's getting the first car crash sound effect for that one. Shh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But See, Mitch, I was thinking if I had a hammer by Leonard Nimoy, that's what I was thinking. Oh. If I had a hammer, I'd hammer in the morning. Hashtag. I'd hammer in the evening. You know, that type of thing. Peter, Paul, Golden and Mary. Song. Okay. Peter, Paul, and Mary, sung by Leonard Nimoy. Yeah. Yes. He didn't sing the my classic. song. He, what, he lip-synced no. it then? Well, what, what I have to, to ask... question, Eddie, there, there will be some... There will be some daylight between the comic book fans. You'll be able to see, you know, around them or in them or to them or something like that. Well, what I want to know but, is, Mitch, will this con have chapstick readily available? If you remember... Oh, <laughs> you remember that, yeah. huh? My friend... I got to tell you, young man, young Peter Melnick, how many other con producers in your recollection could say... Wait, Mr. Christopher Priest, I will stop everything I'm doing and go find you some chapstick. And lo, I did from a cosplayer, and I brought it to him, and he goes, there's glitter on this. I go, hey, man, you didn't say you didn't want this non-glitter <laughs> And I just learned that there is a thing such as glitter chapstick. I carry the regular version myself. Someone yeah, used to buy any of the glitter one. Yeah. Yeah, but I did do that. I was like, you know what? I normally wouldn't do this, but because Christopher Priest asked, I ran and found him some chapstick. Because chap happens. So and since I'm going to be going around giving around smooches to folks, I better make sure my lips are ready. Yes, it's just one of the many things that I've done in my life. It's all in my new book, Diary of a Comic-Con Man. Yeah. I'm ordering it now. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah, get the audio book. You'll get to hear me talk nasally for 19 hours. <laughs> or you can do? get the abridged version where I just swear a lot. <laughs> I thought the abridged one is you read it on a bridge. Oh, man, even I'm, man. Getting the, I'm getting the car crash for myself ready. 
Exactly. Wow, you went all the way there for no reason at all. But yes, son. Yes, Terrific Town is back on July 30th to August 1st at Mohegan Sun in lovely Uncasville, Connecticut. Tickets are on sale right now at Ticketmaster.com or your favorite local comic book shop. And speaking of our favorite, well, speaking of our favorite anything, Marvel is coming back with more of their weekly series on Disney Plus, and yeah, we're getting a Loki series, and starting this upcoming week, we're going to be doing a Loki recap show. Eddie will be on assignment in, oh, let's say, uh, Guam again. He's going to be back in Guam again and will not be able to be, I guess, for, is, is it the first and second episode you're not going to be here for? Well, we're going to find out. We'll but see what back we can in, do. Back in, back in my Guam again, that's exactly right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Your wigwam? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I thought it was Diana Ross and the Supremes, but okay. Eh. Well, do you think that uh, Tom Hiddleston is kind of like, oh, man, I guess I'm doing this the rest of my life now? I feel like in a lot of ways, yeah, but it's also... like Because when I went to go see him on Broadway, it was him and Charlie Cox performing in uh, Betrayal. Yeah, that. Yeah. I went to go see that, and like you could see his soul leave as he got out stage door, and he just sees nothing but diehard, uh, you know, Loki fans. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, you know, at, at the same exact time, you know, Charlie Cox walks out, and he... I, I remarked to him, and this is my favorite story to tell... I go, thank you, Charlie, and thank you for protecting Hell's Kitchen. And you just see his soul leave his body at that very moment of just like, oh. oh he goes, no. yeah, you're a dork. When I spoke to Mr. Hiddleston back before the Avengers movie came out and he had just done Thor, that was it at that point, mm. I said to him, you know, I, I work for a podcast. I still do for 14 years, the Indiana Jones podcast. And we actually got stuff to talk about because they're filming the new movie next week. Um, but that I didn't I said, know, <laughs> Mr. Hiddleston. Uh, what do you think about you know mythology and Loki's a creature of mythology? And I do a podcast about Indiana Jones, and he's always looking for lost treasures and stuff. And he stopped, and I said, "Oh, he's going to hit me." And he's a very close talker. He's one of those Englishmen that like to come in close to talk to you and whisper sweet nothings in your ear. No, 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 that was later on. But anyway, he talked Aww. to me. He goes, "Do you know that Raiders of the Lost Ark?" It's my favorite movie. I go, get out of here. He goes, no. And I go, he goes, guess how many times I've seen it. I go, I don't know, 30? He goes, try 300. I go, no way. He goes, yeah, way. And I said, okay, if I ask dialogue, will you know it? He goes, try me. And I said, okay. Uh, you took the staff and you put it in a certain place. And he goes, at a certain time of day, and the sun shone through here and made a beam that came down on the floor here and gave you the exact location of the Well of the Souls. I was like, oh, you're an indie fan. He goes, I am an indie fan. Go ahead, ask me more. He lit up talking about Indiana Jones. And I'm like, wow, this guy's a fanboy. I get it. All I know is years later, what, 10 years now, is he going to be the same thing where they're going to go, okay, do the dialogue when Loki meets Thor on top of the mountain and in Avengers, you know, when he calls him Odin's son, you know, do it. And he'd be like, kill me now. And that's I the thing. He was a, he was a good guy, but I, I could tell he had other interests besides being, you know, Loki all his life. Well, that's the thing with a lot of these guys. Like, you know, back in the day when I used to do the program Audibly Exquisite, we interviewed the wrestler Mick Foley, and, like, I contacted him on social media saying, hey, we'd love to have you on our show and talk Batman 66. And he's like, yes, I will absolutely do that because yeah. he doesn't want to hear about, hey, remember when you fell off the hell in a cell and you ended up getting a concussion and forgetting who you were for a couple of days? Good times, right? He fell off the Hell in a Cell, uh, the big you know steel cage, and like three times or something, fell through the cage. 
ended up having one of his teeth go right through his upper lip and into his nose. Oh. Yeah, wonderful That's time for him. And, you know, now as a result, he's not able to really walk very well and all that stuff. Oh, jeez. Yeah, so, like, it's, you know, 20-something years later, and that's his claim to fame. Well, you know, you know, um, what is Brian O'Halloran? Yeah. Clerks, you know him, Brian. Um, Dante. I There's an interview I did with him back at uh, the Asbury Park Comic Con, long before they became East Coast Comic Con. And it's a podcast. It's out there somewhere in the netherworld. And I asked him about that. I said, you, you know, people call you Dante, and you hey, I'm not supposed to be here today. Does it ever get old? He goes, no, you know, I like the fans, and, yeah, you know, it pays my bills, and they come out to see me. So there's that part of you that has to give back a little bit uh, because that's why you're there and, you know, making some money on the weekend, signing your name a thousand times. But I asked him that. I said, do, do you ever feel bad if there's certain people? He goes, well, yeah, sometimes you see an actor that gets typecast, and they never break out of that mold and they never get to do anything else. And when you see them putting on the costume, and he did talk about Indiana Jones, which is funny, I, I mentioned that, because he goes, it, it becomes kind of sad. I go, really? He goes, yeah, because it's almost like they get tired and they're older and they're wearing the same costume, and you go, oh, isn't that kind of pathetic? And I'm like, really? You think that way? He's like, well, if the character doesn't age and doesn't develop and change over the decades you might be playing them, it is kind of sad. I go, oh, well, at least with Loki, when we're talking about this new Marvel show, and I'm going to bring this back home, he has evolved. It's not the one-trick pony. I mean, if he was doing the same, you know, mustache twirling, you know, ooh, I will get you this time, Thor, it would get old really quick. But, no, every time you see Loki, it's fun to watch because there's always something different. You never can tell what the hell the guy's going to do. You know, that's the surprise in it all. So. I mean, Brian's kind of lucky, though, with, you know, Dante, where he can just, you know, dress comfortably and occasionally smell like shoe polish. <laughs> well, that's his hair. But, uh, <laughs> oh no. I mean, even like, you know, I with Chris Evans, as much as I like Captain America, I can see them wrapping it up because what else was he going to do with the character? You know, I mean. Evil Cap, was... Hydra Cap or whatever, they could do that yeah, but realistically. But do, yeah, you know, think about it. every movie franchise, there's always that evil part. They did it to Superman. They did it even kind of to, well, all the Star Wars movies, the characters always turn evil, and then they come back, you know. See, I was going to so, go with the element of the 10th movie in any series, they go to space, and I was thinking to myself, well, Star Wars, you know, they already got that off the bat. Avengers, yeah. The, and a, the well, t- what was the 10th Marvel movie? It was a, a, it was Guardians, right? It was Guardians, yeah. That's hilarious. So they were in space, <laughs> yeah. Or they bring a monkey onto the show, or somebody has a baby. Well, rum- That's what the old tropes used to be. The rumor I've heard is the uh, Fast and the Furious, the 10th edition in the franchise, is going to be in space. It, I've heard that, too. And well, I love, I I love look it. At, look at WandaVision. They ended up having two little kids. So there you go. That's what happened. So, so if we see uh, a chimpanzee in the Black Widow, we'll know that it jumped the shark. It's Hitmonkey. That, there you go. Okay. That's what we're waiting for, Hitmonkey. Well, the, the thing is this. Like, you know, in regards to the... Disney Plus shows with Loki, there is a lot of speculation. And to be completely honest, you know, we had talked off mic in regards to, you know, what we're looking forward to or least forward to of the Disney Plus shows. And you respond with Hawkeye. But for me, the uh, the one show that I'm kind of least excited for as of this moment is Loki to the extent. But then again, really? I, yeah, because 
I was. That's the one I've been looking forward to most, even more so than uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. The funniest thing was at one point in time, Falcon and Winter Soldier was the one I was least excited for. And to be completely honest, I enjoy it a little bit more than I did WandaVision. And well, they're different properties altogether. Oh, yeah. But yeah, mm-hmm. no, I actually thought Falcon and Winter Soldier was going to be more of an espionage, uh, like Jason Bourne type of movie thing. And I was surprised the way it went. I was delighted, but I thought it was really going to be more of an espionage type of thriller thing, you know, not a not a hero origin story. But as of this recording, we have not experienced Loki, and we have not been able to talk about the show yet, which we'll be talking about on the recap show on the Marvelists. Well, first off, what should we call it? We get to have a vote right now. or, or a, the Loki show? Or a brainstorming session. Yeah, brainstorming session, because we had Deconstructing WandaVision, we had uh-huh. Mission Brief, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and I don't know where we could go with Loki. Like, I think there's only one choice, the Loki pokey. <sighs> I don't all you put rhyming. your left foot in, you put your left foot out. You do the Loki pokey, and that's what it's all about. That is true. Eddie, what about you? With a glow stick, yeah. I was, feel, I was going with feeling Loki. Feeling Loki, yeah, that's, yeah right. Mm-hmm. My mom well, suggested... The low, yeah. my, my mom suggested uh, high key on Loki... Oh, that's kind of clever. Your mom's very intelligent. Mm. That's like why that. she had me. Oh, wait, no. Low-key. Well, yeah. I don't know. I think it, we're going to go with high-key on low-key. You're welcome, Mom. But you're going to recap in low-key? Yeah. Low-key maybe. highlights. I'm going to have to ponder this for a while because, you know, trickster tales or something. I don't know. It's No, now you're no, getting it's not even that. Yeah, it's just. Mischief. Know. Wasn't he the Lord of Mischief? Yeah, mischief, mischief musings. The funniest, huh? Yeah, that's not bad. That's actually pretty decent. There, you know. It just need a little time. I'm slow like everything else in life. Mischief musings is good, but you know, or the horn, the horned one, or whatever, you know, or horny talk. Horny talk, man. (laughs) Please no. (laughs) See, (laughs) by the way, when Eddie just went with what was the uh, trickster tales or something you said? Yeah, like I was like. Ooh, that's a good idea. And then I hear Mitch go, no, nah, that's, you know, no, two on the nose or whatever. You're talking to the same guy who, when he went to go see Batman v Superman, colon, Dawn of Justice, I'm watching the movie and I hear, oh my God, their name, their mother's name is Martha. Oh my God. And then three days later, the internet shits all over. I'm like, oh yeah, that was a terrible idea. <laughs> so, well, you know what's the funny thing? When I was a kid, it wasn't Martha Kent. She had a different name because I remember reading the original, like, Superman story. It was like, Ebediah or some weird thing, you know? Oh, wow. Then they re- retconned it. Yeah. If you go back and read, like, the early origins of Superman that was in this big Golden Age uh, hardcover book. It was a reprint of, like, Action Comics 1 or Superman 1. I got it in the 70s. It was, like, DC Special Edition or something. Yeah. They, then they show him leaving Smallville to go to uh, Metropolis, and both parents are dead, and he's standing over their graves. It's not John and Martha. It's, like... Some Why'd you say that name? Stuff. It was just very odd. Why did it you say odd. that name? But, uh, very I don't know. Loki's happening. I don't know about what if, because there's something about animation. No matter how good it is, I always feel kind of dorky watching it, you know? The funniest thing like is the that... Wife, the wife walks in, and I'm watching Invincible, and she's like, what are you watching, a cartoon? And I'm like, thanks, woman. Thanks. You just brought it down to, like, Saturday morning... You know, well, the funniest I'm watching thing, the Super Friends. You know? the, funny, <laughs> the funniest thing, though, is like that was the negative stigma Spider-Verse got. Oh, it's just an animated movie. doesn't matter. 
Oh, no, I know. My kids didn't want to go see it, and it was like the best movie of the year. We yeah. were like, this is an amazing story, but it's a cartoon. You know. Um, and I mean, it, it's, yeah, it's, and I've, I've gone on record saying it's the greatest Marvel movie ever made. What it do is. I know? You know? It is. So. It's like the word, it's like comic books. When you say comic books, it has a certain name, but if you say funny books, it just reduces it down to a four, four-year-old level about See, talking animals. You know? I, I always jokingly call them funny books, and I always call... But York, my, my mom does that. She calls them funny books. I call New York Comic Con the, uh, the Big Apple Funny Book Fair. Oh, I've heard, uh, I've heard lots of names for these things. I've heard fanboy flea markets. I'm like, that's nice. That's really nice. I don't like flea... Oh, I do like flea markets, though. Welcome back, Stormville. Oh, no. No, I don't like what people call it that. I'm like, it kind of puts a certain connotation, like it's cheap and sleazy. I'm like, uh, hello. Oh, no, I was I'm just saying. Programming flea- here. Hello. I, I'm not referring to conventions as flea markets. I'm referring to flea markets as flea markets. I love flea markets. Oh, 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 yeah. oh, oh. That's I lo- why I got to tell you, I, I've had people that call me to try to get booths at my show, and I go, uh, no, we don't, we don't do that at my show. <laughs> oh, come on, man. I got a thing. You spin the wheel, you make a deal. I go, like a carnival? He's like, yeah. I go, no, we're not doing that. No. I, Why not? I got references. I've been in every state fair up and down the East Coast. <laughs> well, that's why we're not doing it. Okay? We're not a state fair. I, you, won't find ta- you won't find tattooing at my show. There's no tobacco spitting contest or watermelon seed spitting contest. There's not even a dunk tank, though I do think I should get one. I've I would sold- love to have dunk Jerry Ordway. I've sold monorails to uh, Ogdenville, <laughs> Brockport, North yeah. Haverbrook, and by gum, that put oh, them on the map. I know. It's kind of like, guys, really? Let's try to keep a little decorum with this thing, okay? Un- unfortunately, there was a convention. I'm not going to say its name, but they had one of those you know, contest things with the spin the wheel, make the deal thing. And they did? Yeah, and it's a convention. Did you win anything? <laughs> yeah, I won a spam call repeatedly for about a week. Where, oh. I, where I won a free cruise, but I had to pay oh. $55. I'm like, well, it's not really that free now, is it? That's not free. Oh, I had somebody try to sneak in and do that at one of our shows once. I was like, wait. and I, Because you know, you're walking down the hallway, because there is like 25,000 people. It's a massive 400,000-square-foot expo center. So you see like this booth set up. And I said, oh, okay. And, you know, I'm looking around, and I'm like, where did that come from? And everyone's assuming that, oh, well, the next guy knows about it. And I just walked down. I do the floor plan. So I, I'm like, I don't remember that being on the floor plan. And I go to my, uh, my, my contact, Mohegan Sun, thinking maybe they set up something because it's something to do with their, their casino. And they're looking at me like, I thought you set that up. I go, no, I thought you set that up. They're like, no, we don't know where that guy came from. So we had to walk over and go, excuse me, sir. Did, did you buy a booth for the show? He's like, no, we just saw all these people. We thought we just set up. Like, okay, you, you can't do that. You got to get the hell out of here right now. Portable booth like that. Jeez, who would have thought? There it was just the oddest thing. It was yeah. like, where, you know, I can see that happen in New York outside on the street. Yeah, you know, and it has. Javits and outside suddenly there's a, you know, a, a donkey throwing contest or something. You're like, oh, well, I guess this is allowed in the state of New York. I don't know. Well, there was a convention that we used to go to. And again, you know, it's the one that we had all talked about off mic that had shut down there was a event like there was this uh movie theater nearby they would give out free posters for whatever you know movie was coming out around yeah. that time and i remember at this convention because we're not going to say the name of it yet because we don't know if it's officially announced but whatever but the per like eddie runs over to me this is 2017 he goes 
Peter, you got to go run over here. They're giving away free Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 posters. I'm like, oh, hell oh, yeah. Oh, wow, cool. And it was double-sided. It was like a you entered a raffle oh, to win. Oh, that really cool one where they're all, like, posing against a wall like a rock star? I love that poster. Not that one. That, and that one, I call, that's the— uh, There was a mini poster. It's an homage to the Ramones. And a, a black oh, one. I have but, that. You know what? Yeah. It reminds me, i got to get Michael Rooker to sign that because I have James Gunn's autograph. I'm looking at my, my Guardians of the Galaxy poster right here in front of me right well, now on the wall. With the Guardians Volume 2? Well, with the Guardians Volume 2 poster they were giving away, it was— a double-sided so it's you know yes. for the movie yes. theater and on the one side it's backwards and everything I'm yeah like, this you put is it in the light so box yeah, 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 yeah. those yeah. are the legit ones by the way kid those are the real uh, yes movie posters. yeah yes yeah mm-hmm. which so again what, so what's the story so the, the movie theater had them so what about it yeah they're just giving them away and it's one of those you know the point of the story was i like stories but also because they would give away like stuff like that and it was just randomly there and I don't even know if the con themselves put it up or they were just like, yeah, let's just you know throw it over here. Because it was like a, like an ambush. Oh, wait a minute. It was, it was at the con or was that the movie theater? It was at the con for a movie theater. Oh, oh, okay. I thought you were saying you went to the movies and they had the poster. I'm like, where's this going? But no, what ha- I'll tell you how that works. What happens is if there's a DVD release or a major movie, uh, the movie companies, the marketing departments call up the area and they'll say, oh, can we ship you a bunch of posters to give away? Because we have, um, what's the big robot thing? Voltron? Was that, you know, it's like it, it's a Japanese robot cartoon. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy, they all join together. So I don't watch it, obviously. I don't know what the name of it is. But they call me and they say, hey, you know, we have this new Netflix show. Or She-Ra was another one. There's I remember the She-Ra one. She-Ra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they sent it to me and they give you like, oh, how many people? I'm like, I don't know, 25,000 people. Okay, we're going to send you some publicity stuff to give away. You know, like a promotional table. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. It's freebie stuff. So we would get, like, cases of the Hellboy movie that had David Harbour as Hellboy. Uh, I mean, they sent, like, 300 of those things. And they sent us movie posters and She-Ra lunchboxes and all this stuff. That I'm like, I, what am I going to do with this? So it's like tchotchke stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, you would just put that on this table. When people walk in, and movie posters are really a big thing. Now, as a guy who collected movie posters, I, I loved it because I, I have tons of movie posters. But sometimes they would send me stuff for movies that had nothing to do with comic books. You know, like the story of a long-distance runner. What? Okay, sure. I guess that's athletic. Is it Quicksilver or The Flash? <laughs> no, it's about a guy who's trying to win a, a 10K. Okay. And we would just leave him out there. People take free stuff. Let me yeah. tell you, they, they think it's free. They'll take it. I don't know what they're going to do with it, but they take it. My thing is, you know, in regards to, like, the promotional material with movie posters and whatnot, and I like yeah. how this was originally yeah. a discussion of what we thought would happen with this season with, season with Loki, but <laughs> I digress. But I love, you know, seeing the movie poster and, you know, like how much they can go up for in value, too. Like, it becomes, like, a oh, tangible God, good yeah. thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, the one that I've wanted to get my hands on, and when I went to Marvel Manor at Eddie's house— I'm looking at all of the movie posters he has, and he has yeah. Spider-Man 2, and they're the actual yep. movie posters. He's got them framed yep. and everything. And I asked him, I go, do you have Spider-Man 2002? And I don't remember. Do you? I believe oh, so. Oh, yeah, yeah, with the World Trade Center and the eyepiece? I have so that one. That's the one I was asking him if he had, and he did not. And yeah. I'm like, oh, you got to get well, that. Well, it's at my house. It's rolled up under a bed somewhere. And that thing goes for a pretty penny, too. And recently, Does it really? Oh, well, I mean, you know makes sense well that's the that's the thing about movie posters they are so damn big and you can only hold up so many of them at a time and unfortunately i don't have a lot of like wall space i mean i literally downstairs in the, the 
quote-unquote basement slash family room, dude, it's like an episode of Hoarders down here because I have so much stuff from the shows over the years oh, piling yeah. up here. It's craziness down here, you know? You'd one have of, to get uh, multiple multiple uh, movie poster, um, like turning big pages in some of those stores, whether it was Spencer's. This is oh, yeah, those, yeah. Years ago, and, they used to have that. those uh, displays yep. when they would have posters, and you could just turn them, and you could see all the different ones. I remember that yep. at the and malls and such. One of the things in regards yeah. to uh, that Spider-Man, you know, you mentioned that poster with the World Trade Center. I recently yep. Did I talk about it on the last week's episode, Eddie? With the, I don't uh, know about last week. It's been brought up before, and I might have been off mic. Not even sure if I do have it now. Anyone's episode is a first for them, so oh, we're going to go with that rule. That is but, so okay, true. Jim Shooter. Exactly, and Stanley, true believer, mustache, enough said, khakis. Anyway, so by the way, I'm wearing khakis right now, and I call this my safari stand outfit. But in do you regard, have a members only jacket? No, I don't. I wish. Are you wearing a hairpiece? That's strike two. <laughs> no, then you're no. not Stan. But go on. I'm very alliterative. Pontificating Peter. Pooping Peter. That's, I'm done. Focus, focus. Yeah, yeah. oh God, yeah, yeah. So one of the things is the trailer for the original uh, Spider-Man actually was lost on the internet. Like the only way you could get it was like a really decompressed shitty copy. on the web between the trade towers and caught the helicopter. I remember that. Somebody ended up recently buying a 35 millimeter print of that trailer because you can get those. And they uploaded it to the internet, did a color correction, and it's in HD, 4K. And you can watch that trailer again for the first time in decades. And the funniest thing about it, and by the way, it's weird to say decades for a movie from 2002. But that is true. When it comes to that, it breaks, you know, it's funny because when they released the DVD for Spider Man in 2002, when they did the Blu ray releases and all the other re releases, Yes. That has continued to see the cutting room floor. They won't re-release it. So now someone right. literally had to do the, fine, I'll do it myself, <laughs> and literally buy a print, upload it, and then color correct it, do all the work mm-hmm. for Sony and Marvel. So it's kind of funny. After I had that downloaded as like a little thumbnail GIF yeah. or whatever they used to call them on my old my Mac 2CI from like 19 or 2002 maybe. Long gone, but... Yeah, that's the only way I owned it, too. And it's a little tiny thing. Like, if you go on YouTube, you can see that version of the trailer. And, like, whenever I think of that, by the way, with trailers and all that stuff, as of this recording on... June 3rd. June 3rd. It was rumored to be this week, but it was not. They were talking about... Oh, the trailer for uh, Spider-Man No Way Home? Yeah, still hasn't dropped. I saw that everywhere, and you go click on it, it's that lovely Rick Astley uh, video. Never gonna turn you uh, (laughs) up. Well, People love that. That guy's got more play from that. Like, you son of a bitch. The funniest so. thing is with that trailer that, you know, still has not arrived, people were expecting it to maybe drop for Peter Rabbit 2. Hasn't happened. But yeah. I'll be honest. I don't think we're going to see it until, like, the Black Widow movie. That's what I'm thinking. I mm. could see it I'm being... I'm thinking the Black Widow, it's only a month away, mm-hmm. you know? And then we'll see the, the longer trailer for uh, uh, Eternals. Well, no, Shang-Chi first, we'll... probably. And then we'll see a Spider-Man thing going on there. No, you know what? We'll definitely see a long trailer during the Venom movie because it is a Sony movie, you know? So. It's it's one of those things where I'm I'm really excited for Spider-Man No Way Home. But to be honest, a lot of fan speculation. I feel like this is becoming the new Mephisto, Reed Richards, Magneto, and everything from WandaVision. 
You know, I never. I was one of the people that kept telling everyone that Mephisto was not going to be on WandaVision. They're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, okay, it's not going to be there. They're like, why? I said, because if you introduce the, the, the whole concept of this demonic character, like the real devil in the Marvel Universe, you, you open a whole can of worms. You know what I mean? Because now you're dealing with religions and gods and all that. I mean, we have already relegated the Asgardians as kind of like an alien species, you know, as opposed to like a god-god type of thing. And I don't know. You just don't want it because what's demon? Oh, I can never say his name right. Dormammu. Dormammu. I never. It's one of the things I could read it, but whenever I say it, I always screw it up. <laughs> Let me tell you, I because, can spell Dormammu perfectly because I totally didn't boot like a T-shirt on uh, T Public. <laughs> well, yeah, you know what I'm saying though. Look at it though. I mean, he's this humongous creature, cosmic scale type of thing. I mean, if that's not the devil himself, what the hell is? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's an extra dimensional being. You just don't want to go into like a devil and then you got to have like a god and it's just it's too much and now look what we got loki going back to this topic he's going to be dealing with the tva and owen wilson time variance yeah wow what is that now it's just a different group of people that live outside the time continuum that regulates the timelines i mean now we're really going out there and see the good thing marvel's always been kind of trippy thanks to lsd and all the good writings of a lot of uh, great writers. Mitch, Where DC's I... always been too straight-laced. It's like, DC's like, I'll have my martini when I come home from work. That's, that's DC. Marvel's like, dude, I am tripping on some really bad brown acid right now, and I'm going to go write it all down for the new Doctor Strange comic. That's it. That's the difference. I've, I've always seen Marvel as Star Wars and DC as Star Trek. And you have fans I've of both. I've seen DC as Space 1999. Dull star picture. Well, that's how you got. See, you just said uh, the answer to maybe your dilemma on pronouncing Doctor Strange's enemy. Just think of the Doctor Strange movie towards the end, and you just, Dormammu, 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 you know, I and, come to bargain. Yeah, and, that's and how can, I actually learned to say it because I it. would always be like, "What did you say?" Yeah, Peter's like that um, quite a bit. Yeah. My thing is in regards to you know the belief. Essentially, we're going into a level of believability about this with Marvel. Yeah, yeah. Mitch, we're talking about... Well, here's you. one for you. Well, you're you talking about... Shang-Chi or Shang-Chi? Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi, because I bumped into um, uh, Colson. What's his name? Phil. Clark Gregg. Oh. Clark Gregg. And I'm talking to him, and I said, oh, you know, you're a big comic book fan. He goes, yeah, and it's on one of my podcast interviews. And I go, what did you read growing up? And he goes, oh, I was a big Power Man fan. I was a big Iron Fist, and I really loved Shang-Chi. And I looked at him, I'm like, who the hell's Shang-Chi? <laughs> you know, I'm like, you mean... Shang Chi, and there's never a pronunciation key. Yeah, when we're growing up, so like, wait, I've been saying it wrong. And I remember Kevin Smith. Okay, this, I'm, I'm going to tell you before. I'm not even going to influence your your phrasing on this. Submariner's other name is Namor. Thank you. I'm no. listening to Kevin Smith one day on his podcast, and we all know Kevin likes to smoke the weed. He keeps saying Namor, Namor. I'm like. Who the frig is Namor? He's missing and the A like, at the end of it. Or the see, uh, Namora. I was, I was waiting for Eddie to go Submariner. No. No, I've heard. Oh, then when I was a kid, my mom would say Submariner. No, but, but I'm, with, uh, I'm no, with you, Mitch, real Kevin quick. Kevin Smith calls Namor Namor. And yeah. I literally did not know who the hell he was talking about for like five minutes. I'm like, who the, the frig is Namor? Eddie's a big know. Magneto fan. I'm on board Magneto. with. Magneto. 
Yeah, I found that out later in life. <laughs> I, no, I always said Magneto was a kid, too. And I'm like, well, why wouldn't it be Magneto? Correct. I'm like, oh, Correct. Magneto? Thank you. A friend of the show, Pete Dolan of Main Street Comics, made the comment, well, wait a minute. Eddie should have known that there was a song by Wings, Magneto. And by the, Wings was oh. a deep cut, maybe? And I'd, I'm sorry. If it's it's a, a popular song. Well, I'll... I just saw a controversy the other day over the word dog and uh, jog. Somebody's like, why don't they why don't they rhyme? They're spelled the same. I go, it's the way you emphasize the O. That's why. You put, exactly. the, access, you put the accent on the wrong syllable. Yeah, I mean, technically, you look down on a piece of paper, J-O-G and D-O-G are spelled similar, but... You know, they're not said the same way. So. One of my favorite Unless you're thing, from Massachusetts. One of my favorite memes in recent memory was a picture of, uh, what's his name, uh, Elijah Wood as Frodo Baggins. And it says, Frodo Baggins in, on film, and then Frodo Baggins in the books. And it's literally just the words Frodo Baggins. <laughs> Thinking well, man's well, joke. Red, get... Red Sonia is not spelled the same way in the books that it is in the comics. And that's okay. because of copyright issues. Oh, they, Yeah, that would... That would make sense, absolutely. But I'm on board with you with Shang-Chi myself. I'm Shang-Chi because, you know, that's what Kevin Feige Lord says. Kevin well, how, do Feige. Say, how do you say this, the town of Shanghai? I don't know. Well, Shang- here's, right. here's the thing. In regards to an upcoming episode that we had recorded that I also had forgotten that we had recorded. we got to get that uploaded. In regards to that, we have an episode coming soon with Jim Starlin, and I point blank ask him, how do you pronounce it? What, Starlin? No. <laughs> <laughs> Jim? The, 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 the purple grimace-faced guy. No, he says Shang-Chi. He go, yeah, he goes, I recently yeah. found out, I guess it's that. But could you, and I had made the joke. And he in the, worked on the first appearance of the book. So it's like, come on, man. I made the joke in the middle of it, too. And like it went, it went uh, over like a lead balloon. But I go, who would win in a fight? Shang-Chi or, and Shang-Chi versus Razagul or Raishagul? And he was like, I don't care. Yeah, pretty much. No, Jim is cool because I remember Jim's a Catholic schoolboy like me, and we once you go to Catholic school, you you don't care about anything afterwards, no matter what happens to you, because you just get so, you know, beaten down as a child. You just you don't trust anybody. Anyway, uh, I remember talking to him. Um, I actually asked him a question. He really didn't give me an answer. I was like, "Hey, you know, the '70s in New York was really like hell town. I mean, it was like hell on earth if you ever." You're too young, Mr. Melnick, to know these things. But basically, you didn't go to New York City in the 70s unless you wanted to be shot, strangled, killed, all on one afternoon. And I said to the, I said, Jim, I'm at his house, no less. And I said, how did you survive? Because what do you mean? I go, I don't know, man. I've heard stories about you and Engelhart and, you know, a couple of the other guys, Al Weiss and uh, Bruner. Everyone's all having a good time, you know, quote, unquote, on substances as you stagger around the, the, the mean streets of New York without getting killed. How's this possible? He's like, oh. And then that was about it. He just kind of like shrugged his shoulders and just let it go. But, yeah, I know. do to some degree agree with you, Mitch, having lived uh, in the Bronx till I was 12. And yeah. it was in 77 that we moved to Bergen County to New Jersey. And that was you a big the blackout? factor. Yes, absolutely. Summer July that, 13th, yeah. Yeah, yeah, not fun. Remember being afraid of David, uh, Son of Sam? Hearing about, you know, and, and not knowing what the heck was going on. Right. Cause, yeah, I remember know. my sisters being terrified. And we lived in here in Connecticut. We were like, oh, my God, son of Sam's out there somewhere. You know, it was like the boogeyman, you know. See, I was hoping, I was half expecting you to say, do you remember being afraid of David Bowie? Because I thought I heard Dave just <laughs> no, come out of there. No, no, no. I, I was like, David Berkowitz, and I stopped. I'm like, 
Yeah. Hey, Mitch. Do you remember being afraid of David Bowie? <laughs> Actually, I I did when I was a younger kid. He used to scare me with that whole Ziggy Stardust makeup thing. Sure. I was like, what is going on here? I wanted to see, but it was I was too young for it. Was the man who fell to earth? I don't think I still yeah, have seen with it. Candy you know. Clark. Yeah. Same. I, go... I remember them in a scene from that movie. I was a young child, and there was a, it was on HBO or something when we first got cable. And he's naked, and she's naked, and they have a gun. And there's this, like, throwing this handgun back and forth between the two of them, laughing, and the camera's movements all over the place. And I'm like, what's, what's going on? What's, mm. what's going on here? So, I don't know. Again, it was a weird time. Because when did you talk to Starlin already? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was going to say the funny story he ever said is there's a character that's on one of the covers of I think it's Captain Marvel, and it's this guy with a giant eyeball. It's the same issue that has the first appearance of Gamora, and he's got like four arms and a leg, and he's, but he's one big eye and a mouth. Mm-hmm. You, you know the cover I'm talking about? Pretty much. Yeah. Is it a Strange Tales? It, uh... Yeah, it, it is a Strange Tales. I okay. think it's like 173 or something like that. Whatever. And I said. Starlin, how the hell did he come up with that idea? He's like, dude, I was coming back from a party, and I think I was tripping, and I looked over, and there was a garbage strike in New York City, and there's piles of garbage stacked up on the sidewalk, and I was in a cab, and I was in the back seat, and we're out of light, and I looked over, and that's what the garbage looked at me like, like this big creature with this big eye and this open mouth. I'm like, wow, that must have been really powerful stuff. (laughs) It's right. I mean, you know, now it's embedded in my head, and I'm like, wow, what a unusual design. Oh, well. No, you don't forget you know, something you... like that, so yeah. Mm-hmm. No, when you find out, you're like, I can never look at that cover again without thinking about what happened here. I would read those books as a young child, like seven or eight years old, and you know, like you, your soul would be cold, like you needed to take a shower afterwards. You're like, I don't know what's going on, but I just read some weird comic, <laughs> and I don't feel right right now. So. Well, and what you did then when you said seven or eight, it reminded me of what you said about your son and the the whole concept yeah. of the spacing. It so you saved him from being permanently scarred from you know not going to shows anymore. It sounds like. Do you remember the character, the Mind Worm in Spider Man, the guy with the striped uh, tank top and the big head? Yeah, sort of. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. He he was this mutant kid that had the ability to affect people's minds or something. And uh, he would sit in a lotus position, and he was really scrawny, kind of like, like, a, like a weird Modoc, if Modoc went hippie style. And they talked about in the book that these kids were taunting him as a small boy because of his looks. And it says, yeah, and then the mind worm did something to the kids, and he gave him a lobotomy and messed the bully up for the rest of his life. And then you see this bully just walk around like with drool coming out of his mouth and his eyes all dead looking. Mm. That, that really mess me up as a kid you know I'm like what's going on in these comic books that they're lobotomizing little kids here what's what kind of comic book this isn't funny at all mm. you know so the books were rougher back then i'll tell you that man Oof. the 70s was not for the faint of heart oh no <laughs> you kids you don't know when you had your star comics and you were reading your eclipse comics you had no idea what we had to go through to get there I mean, Heathcliff was pretty punk, though. Yeah, he could. Be, yeah, he, he was. He could be he was in a radical, field. wasn't he? He sure was. Wait a minute, are you making fun of me for saying radical? Yeah, man. You sound just like a teenage mutant ninja turtle. Tubular. And I was talking to Paul Kupperberg today. We went to lunch, and I said, "When you were growing up and working in the comics in the '70s, didn't they tell you that it was a dead industry and it was going out of business?" Because, dude, they've been saying that every day for the last eighty years now. I'm like, 
Oh, okay. Just wondering. And yet he still went to go work there as a profession. Go figure. So I think that's going to wrap this episode. I'll put a bow on that bad boy. Mitch. See, I try to give you some guys, some things to think about. I mean, I could sit there and blatantly and shamelessly plug my terrific comic con of Mohegan Sun on July 30th, August 1st. Tickets on sale right now. But no, I bring you some thought-provoking ideas about comic books, man. Heavy. It's heavy, dude. Can you give us uh, thought-provoking ways on how people can get uh, tickets for Terrificon? Why, yes, they can go to All Yeah Comics in Harrison, New York, or several other locations throughout Connecticut, or don't even worry about getting in your car. You could simply go onto your computer, go on that old interweb, and go to Ticketmaster.com, type in Terrificon, and buy your tickets from the comfort of your own home. Very cool. Nice Isn't that cool? Isn't that great? Be there as we have everybody and their brother coming to the show. You know, Peter, Mr. Wrestling Fan. Hi there. I think you would appreciate Terrificon this year because for the first time ever, I realized everyone's not had a convention to go to in about, what, 18 months now or so? Mm. I am breaking my own rules. You heard it here, folks. I said years ago I would never have wrestlers. I would never have Power Rangers. I would never do a lot of things that I'm doing. But this year, for Terrificon, usually it's all about comics. I said, you know what? I'm thinking everybody's been cooped up. Everybody hasn't been able to go out and enjoy things that they normally do. I have broken my own rules this year. I have wrestlers coming. I have a couple soap opera people coming. I have a Power Ranger and an anime guy coming. I've got something for everybody. I just want to state your show. I just want to state for the record when you said soap opera actors. Eddie's eyebrows went up, like, really high. Ooh. But that is, yes, a, Eddie, that is a different uh, approach. Christian Rogers, a.k.a. Scorpio from General Hospital, and uh, a new one I've just added to Sean Kanan. Now, the reason why he's going to be a big deal is because not only was he on, like, General Hospital and all these shows for 30 years, he was also in the Karate Kid 3. And he's going to be on a certain Cobra Kai season 4. Wait a minute. I You're mean, getting Johnny Silver? No, that's not who's was that his character's name in Karate Kid Three? I thought it was Mike. Oh, he was the Cobra Kai kid that uh, Ralph Macchio had a fight because uh, oh, what's the uh, what's the Crease went and got another kid after he got rid of Johnny, and he trained a new super soldier type of kid to fight Ralph Macchio. I really want Eddie to watch Karate Kid Three. I've only seen the first Karate Kid, but I've watched every episode of Cobra Kai. Wait, why did you, like, disapprovingly shake your head? No, I'm just thinking what I had seen, and I know I definitely had seen the first Karate Kid. I did see the second one, not to remember it quite as much, uh, but the third one. The second one, they went to Japan. They went to Okinawa. Yes. You are the best around, Eddie. Yes, I am around. Mm -hmm. That is a shape. And then there was a third, and then there was a fourth one, the new, the next Karate Kid, which was actually Tilda Swinson, the actress. The girl. No, uh, what's her name from uh, Cider House Rules? Oh, Hillary Swank. There we go. Oh, I was thinking the ancient one for a minute. I'm totally sorry. I was thinking, We're <laughs> oh, wrong, oof. Uh, wrong that's one. right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, there was another one with um, uh, Will Smith's kid, J- Jaden Smith, right? Yeah. Correct. Uh, the former Batman. If anyone remembers when J- he wore a, he went to a uh, wedding wearing a white Batman suit. Oh, Jaden did? Yeah. It's one of the greatest visuals you'll ever see. I didn't know. I just. I never knew this. Was this recent? This was, I think, like three or four years ago. 
Oh, well, anyway, I just remember seeing him um, as the next Karate Kid with, uh, what's the guy's name from the Owen Wilson movie? Oh, Um, uh, Jackie Chan? Jackie Chan, that's it. Yeah, Jackie Chan was the Mr. Miyagi. Well, while we're, you know, it's it's funny, we're talking about all of our uh, standards. We're talking about uh, Cobra Kai randomly on the Marvelists. We should talk about now for no reason the Snyder Cut on the Marvelists. That's oh, an God, ins- no. Let that thing die. <laughs> That's an inside joke for someone who will be probably listening to the show. Enjoy the rest of work today as you listen to the show. Anyway, okay, this it's, seven, it's gotta how, be a girl. how long is this show typically? 20 hours? Yes. <laughs> and this was one of them. One I, of the hours. It seems like it. So, Mitch, how can people get a hold of you on them and our social medias? Please don't. <laughs> I knew it. Yep. Mm-hmm. I didn't. No, they can get, sadly, they can get a hold of me all too easy. All too easy. That's a Darth Vader reference. I am on Mitch Halleck at, what is it called? The Facebook? The MySpace of the future? Uh, then M- there's Mine Twitter. Then, then there's Instagram. And then, of course, go to Terrificon.com. And I'm the guy. I'm the guy that does the web. I'm the guy that answers the emails. I'm the guy that answers the phone when you call. I'm it. I was going to call it Mitch's Con, but it just didn't sound right. So, uh, yeah, that's easily to get a hold of me. Terrific Con and Mitch Halleck are synonymous. It's I mean, all centralized, so you know you're keeping the costs down. We understand that. I would go. To I am. Con, I'm, not, I'm my worst boss. I yell at myself. The staff meetings are just a turmoil of trouble every when, day. When you have the staff meetings, do you go into a hall of mirrors? I actually do. I yell at myself. Do you know I have to do another one of these podcasty things tonight at nine o'clock? I'm on the Billy Tucci show. Sorry for plugging another show. And then on Saturday. I'm driving to Massachusetts where I get to film commercials all day for Terrificon. Is that crazy? That's crazy. You thrive on that. You love it. And we love Billy Tucci, too, so it's yeah, all good. Tell Billy to answer my DMs on Facebook. I want him on the show, damn it. <laughs> Billy doesn't answer. His wife, Debbie, answers his mail. Tell Debbie to answer the mail, damn it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's true because Billy doesn't remember things. That's literally why she does that stuff. But how is Jerry Tucci? The, the talented Tucci, yeah. he, Stanley Tucci's uh, other half, he's very well. He's doing well. I can't wait to see Jerry Tucci, along with Jimmy Palmiotti and Justin Gray and Amanda Connor, Frank Thierry, and a whole bevy of creative people at Terrificon 2021. The Terrific Comic-Con. Correct, Amundo. For the Marvelists, I'm Peter Melnick. I'm Mitchell Anthony Stephen Halleck. And I'm Eddie Wilson. Excelsior.